0: Hey, welcome to the Bill of Chronicles. Uh, this is the last old one, because uh, the next one we only read half of on the air. Before we begin, let's thank Crispy Art for our logo, and the song we're using for today's episode is Flying Saucer by BioUnit. Let's begin. Alan, Alex, Garrett, and fellow listeners. Many greeting. From Billip. I'm writing of another adventure I have had. When I left the cave of the Kushtaka, I swam through the silver waters and passed the forests of death. Luckily, this journey there was no sign of the beastly hunter that prowled through the night sky. I did not even hear a howl. The only thing of note is that although the river's course was exactly as I would have expected it to be, I did not emerge along the banks of the lake I had slept on. In fact, I did not find the river to end anywhere along the slopes of Alaska. I had emerged in a densely humid swamp. It was filled with all manner of animals and insects that I found common and familiar. After almost two days of gaining my bearings, I happened upon a lone gas station sitting by the highway. At night, I approached and searched the exterior for any signs of a location. The news hit me with a mixture of excitement and terror. I had found myself in Louisiana. This was a place that I had never been, but I had heard of the dark majesty that can be found deep in its swamps. You probably can understand my reasonable fear of crocodiles. Unfortunately for me, a frongo would probably be a pretty desirable meal for a large crocodile or alligator. I won't bore the listeners with more details of my travels, I decided that maybe it was time to visit home and share the tales of my adventures with them. Although I have loved the road, there is no replacement for family and a home. I did choose to take a detour and visit West Virginia on the way. I've arrived in the town of Fairmont, ready to search for any signs of the Vegetable Man. I was not initially sure where to even begin. Given the time that has passed since the sighting, In the weeks that I had explored and tried to find anything, I began to feel despondent, not the least of the reasons being my anxiousness to return to my people and enjoy the companionship of my own kind for some much needed respite from the road and its challenges. While exploring in the hills, I found a small patch of stocky plants that seemed to glow in the moonlight. While walking amongst the stalks, I noticed that they all seemed to vibrate ever so slightly, whether or not the breeze was present. I cannot remember much of what had happened in the next few hours. They seemed to pass with no keeping track of their passage. The cold of the night began to settle in, and I chose to settle down amidst the stalks. They did not provide much shelter from the wind or insulation for my own heat. It was better than being caught on open ground. Sometime around 10 or 11 at night, I heard a humming through the air, and then heard footsteps approaching. A vegetable man approached. Not with the crunching of boots, but with the shuffling sound like leaves brushing against each other in the wind. To make something clear, there does not appear to be any form of gender among his species. I refer to him as a male as reference to the fact that he bears himself in a way that Frongos would consider masculine, and due to his nickname as Vegetable Man. I never saw his lips move as he spoke, but his voice was hypnotically deep and clear, He questioned me on who I was and why I was there. I answered him willingly, but surprised by my lack of any reservations. Satisfied with my response, he informed me that he was a traveler from a far distant world who lacked the means to return home. Over 50 solar rotations ago, his vessel was knocked off course by damage sustained to its power core that he could not identify the cause of. This blowout left structural damage to his ship. He repaired it as well as he could but is not any engineer or any form of technician and does not have the necessary training to make his ship ready for space travel he is himself an ecologist who came searching for planets suitable for population by his species their own planet star grew to a size that made their home planet unlivable he could not say how many of his people there are remaining he likes to believe that they have found a new home number in the hundreds of thousands more than likely there are still only a few thousand though he has chosen this plot of land to plant the infant stage of his people and grow them they are well nourished and secure here while being immobile i do not remember falling asleep but apparently i had the stalks were gone and the soil appeared freshly tilled it was still free of any winter frost but how long until it returned i could not tell My assumption is that he seeks solitude for the time and security for his children. He has probably somehow transplanted them and left this place for however long he feels it necessary. I would have loved to ask him questions, but he did not offer so much without any prompting. I wish luck to him and his people. I wonder how humans would respond to the same world-ending event his people have suffered. How would my own people... Will we ever see a time when they become public and live among humans? Billup, level 4, field correspondent, featured creatures.